it's funny how like these big life events I didn't really think about adoption I didn't think it would really tie in but it totally does because um you know you just want the most important people there for this big life event on our channel about like a year ago now probably over a year mm -hmm. at this point um but a lot has changed in our personal lives and just in our podcast in general so we are excited to be back hi everyone oh my gosh it's just <laughs> been so long yes thank you all so much for joining us today uh like erica said we're just going to be kind of reintroducing ourselves um we're the hosts of the colombian influence podcast where we talk about our adoptee journey, how that's affected us. Um, we talk a lot about the psychology behind it, do some interviews here and there, and, and learn other people's stories. But today, you're going to learn more about us. Ooh, juicy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess we should just break it down from the beginning. What's Colombian yeah. Influence? How do we start the podcast? Risa, I love when you tell the story, so I think I'm just going to throw this right to you. Okay, so let's see. This was back in, I think, 20... Oh, I always struggle with the I year because the 20... pandemic messed up my... 17 when we met. 17 when we met started... Fall of 2019. Yes. Yep, because a year and a half after. Yep. Correct. Yes. Okay, so that was when we met... Um, we met at our job, and we were working in travel. So as everyone knows, you know, when it comes to new jobs, and Erica was training me, when it comes to meeting new people, it's always, you know, small talk here and there and all that kind of stuff. And that's kind of just how we figured out our similarities. We were just talking about, um, Erica was asking, like, so have you traveled outside the country since that's really what we were organizing for people? I was like, Oh, yeah, I've done a lot of traveling. Um, I was actually also born outside the country. And she's like, oh, my gosh, so was I. I was like, oh, really? Like, I was adopted. She was like, so was I. I was adopted from Colombia. And I was like, so was I. And she's like, wait, from, like, Bogota. And I'm like, yeah. And then we, like, freaked out. We both texted our moms to be like, which orphanage? Because neither of us could remember because we were both, like, frazzled as hell and just, like, freaking out. And one of our moms responded and said a Udeme, and we just froze because we're like, that's the same one. And I just remember sitting in that cubicle just like, I don't even know. It's so funny thinking about that because, like, this was such an impeccable moment. And we were sitting in a cubicle under fluorescent lights. Like, the vibes were not matching, but it was hilarious. And we were just like, I had goosebumps. We had chills. I was like, Am I about to cry right now? <laughs> like, I still get that every time you tell the story. It's just like, how surreal is that whole situation of us meeting? It's I know. I, I think crazy. about that and I feel that same way every time I tell that story because it's a lot of why this podcast is what it is and how we started. Like, I mean, 
it wasn't, it was a really big deal the way that that happened. And I think that's kind of what made this such like a cool, strong foundation and everything. Um, and basically, you know, kind of when that happened, it was, let's see, that was in March, I believe. Then that following fall, I just like remember feeling some type of way and looking for resources and like finding resources that would have been helpful, had a lot of work behind them. Like had it been like a support group or finding a good book. It was like, this is so much work that I just don't have in me. I don't have the capacity emotionally, mentally, anything to do this right now. And I was listening to, I was just kind of like in a podcast phase at the time, like binging stuff, like while I was at work doing, you know, the kind of mindless emails and stuff, just listening to podcasts all day. And I was like, I want to do a podcast, you know, and I have a history and performance and stuff. And I was like, I could do a podcast. So I suggested it to Erica. And of course, neither of us knew how to do a podcast before we decided we were going to yeah, do a podcast. jumped on like, we all right, let's decided, do it. Which by the way, do not recommend that. Know how to do that before you decide to. Yes. I just remember like such a train wreck of editing at the <laughs> beginning and it was so hard. And I was like, this episode... That is one hour took me 10 hours to edit and it was just a disaster. So yeah, that's kind of how we no idea, no clue. You know, it was really just like lacking resources. And so we were like, let's just make another one. And I don't think we even anticipated like the growth that came from it. Like, I, I guess that wasn't like a thought of mine that it would be like a healing thing. I thought it would just be like, okay, we're a resource. Yeah, and I didn't think we would, I I guess we're going to jump into this deeper too, but I didn't think we would connect with as many people as we had. I thought it was just kind of going to be our, you know, internal circle of friends and family who kind of knew, but it went way different. Yeah, way different than what I expected. And I guess to be very transparent, this isn't where we thought we would be or where we personally wanted our podcast to be at this point. Um, you know, I guess starting right before the pandemic, it was perfect because when we got into that lockdown, we had nothing but time. So we were able to just flow tons of episodes out, plan everything. I mean, again, just the scheduling was not an issue. Now that life Mm -hmm. has gotten back to normal for us with like full-time work, different events, um, just scheduling. Not the same job too. Yes. Cause scheduling that was like seamless. We knew exactly what we were doing. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I guess for people who don't know, we don't work at the same company anymore. So it's now difficult to kind of match schedules and it's, it's just harder than where we started off. So I think that was mm-hmm. one reason of where we think we're not where we're supposed to be, but who even determines that, even you know? That. It, there's not a supposed to be in any timeline. Like, throw exactly. that out entirely. <laughs> For sure. Um, but then this year, we started off finishing up our book club series of The Primal Wound. Uh, I yeah. guess, shameless plug, if you haven't watched those episodes on YouTube, <laughs> go start that series. I know it seems daunting to start that book and read that and go through that. But take your time. Heal through that journey with us um, on those episodes. We really break it down easy for you to understand and just kind of listen. If you don't want to read, it's kind of just a good overview Mm -hmm. and topics Mm -hmm. to discuss and think about. Um, And we were really on a roll early this year. We had plans in place. We had a bonus episode uh, Mm -hmm. kind of going over what we wanted to accomplish. 
And then, you know, life hit us. We had some setbacks mm -hmm. and major changes to our lives. And I think that is normal. That's common. And we're just going to kind of be transparent about where we've been and what we've been up to and kind of a recap of our, our year of reasons why oh my gosh. things yeah. we haven't been able to produce as much and just where we've been. So yeah, let's just give like, with your life yeah, updates. yeah, we'll just give a couple life updates. Um, so for me, I, I guess I'll start first of the year went pretty good, you know, smooth, whatever. Um, and then in April I started a co-ed basketball league and I was hesitant to doing it. I wanted to do it. Um, so I just went for it. It was great. First game in, um, you know, I started the game, was doing good. I thought I was going to be like super winded out of shape, but I was keeping up, running up and down the court, um, matching really well. And then I went to go steal a ball and I stepped and all of a sudden I heard a pop in my knee and I couldn't walk. And I was just like, you have got to be kidding me because mm -hmm. I haven't played since high school, um, you know, like a f official game like that. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, what could this be? Come to find out I fractured my knee and had a slight tear in my meniscus. I was on crutches for four weeks and had to have a brace and do PT, all these, all these things to get my knee back and healed. Um, I didn't have to have surgery, thankfully, but Thank God. it was just something I did not expect. And I was kind of been in my workout kick of just trying to get healthy. And that really put me back too. Cause I'm like, okay, now I'm just stuck such, being lazy. Yeah. You were in such a like strong spot. And I just remember when that happened, it was like, Oh my gosh. No. I know. I know. So that was super frustrating. And, you know, if you ever had an injury or have any type of medical thing, it kind of just puts you in a funk for a little bit until you understand, mm -hmm. like, what you can and can't do, what what's next, you know, all of those unknowns, which I absolutely hate because I love to plan, kind of threw my rhythm off. So then jump to May, which isn't very far from when this mm -hmm. injury happened, I got engaged. So... A nice little surprise of excitement and happiness. It happened on my birthday. I was in complete shock that it was happening that day. I had absolutely no idea. Um, obviously, I knew it was going to be to this man that I'd been with for almost 10 years, but I didn't know it was going to be on that day, and he definitely surprised me. So that was exciting. I am in full mode of planning my wedding because we are getting married in... January, it's going to be a destination wedding, and whoo, let me tell you, that is intense. There are so many little details that, you know, I thought I had in my mind of what I wanted and how I wanted it to go, but even more specific than I ever imagined is what people need, and it's insane. Mm -hmm. So that's kept up a lot of my time. Um, don't forget about your promotions at work. Yes, in February. Oh my gosh, I guess that was before all of this. Um, I got a promotion at work, and so that's been going good. Working a logistics company. So yeah, just a lot of moving parts in our lives. Um, you know, yeah. some good, some bad, but a lot of things taking our attention away from, I guess, the podcast in general. Um, but swinging that back through to our podcast, it's funny how 
like these big life events, I didn't really think about adoption. I didn't think it would really tie in, but it totally mm-hmm. does because, um, you know, you just want the most important people there for this big life event, you know, me getting married. Knowing my birth mm-hmm. mom now, it's just interesting how, like, I know she can't make it. We just can't get the visa. You know, like, all of these different aspects of trying to get her to our destination. It's just not going to happen, and that's that's okay. I've come to terms with that. I'm not mad or sad about it, or I don't blame anyone for my feelings. It's just, like, another major life event that she's just going to completely miss. And it's yeah. just such a weird feeling, and... um it's okay. It's just it's just interesting how again adoption is so lifelong and it mm-hmm. gets brought up in the most weird weirdest times of transitions and happiness and things like that. So kind of interesting how that all plays together, but that's enough about right. me, Risa. What you got? Whew, man, what a year. It's crazy because the way that we've kind of just said these words already is like whoa we're approaching like we have three months left of the year I can't even how is that possible I know like a friend of mine and I were sitting around the other day celebrating a couple life accomplishments and I was like we started this year so different than now and we're so much happier and we did not think that we would be this way like three months ago and it was just it was a really great realization because we both felt that way but it was like three months left like (laughs) this is wild so um yeah it's crazy how much has happened uh my year started off pretty well I mean uh I still haven't gotten COVID which is pretty exciting I was at a wedding on New Year's Eve and I sang for the wedding and a lot of people that were in my immediate circle there including the bride and the groom got it and I came out unscathed (laughs) so um yeah I'm a miracle uh, <laughs> and so those first couple months of the year were just like kind of smooth sailing. I did have some, uh, health issues that were kind of startling just regarding like past issues with, um, you know, stress and everything. So that was kind of nerve wracking and stressful and everything. And then things kind of took a turn. Um, as a lot of people know, uh, or I guess my close circle knows I've dealt with over the last two years specifically, I've been really bad. Uh, got diagnosed last May with uh, endosalpingiosis along with endometriosis, which endosalpingiosis is a much rarer version of that. And it's just, they don't know very much about it. It's really, really painful. And it really just kind of infiltrated all of my um, reproductive system and everything. So I had a surgery last May. I had another surgery last September. I ended up having a procedure in end of March of 2023. Two, and originally in my surgery uh, last fall in September, they had said like, yeah, you know, we did what we could for now. I think you're going to be at a better spot, but a hysterectomy is going to happen at some point. Um, and I think with what we kind of talked about, I, 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 with that surgery, I bought myself about a year to three years. Like that's what I was anticipating, but lo and behold, Six months after that, I had a procedure because of some excruciating pain that I'd never experienced before, uh, end of March, and they had a procedure, and I developed something else named Asherman syndrome, where basically my uterus was being filled with scar tissue, which zero out of 10, do not recommend, zero stars. Uh, (laughs) It was absolutely a disaster, 
And literally, like, right after when my doctor came to talk to me about what they found because they thought it was a polyp and just that was hurting. And I did not anticipate any news going into this um, because every other surgery, that's what I was expecting. This was supposed to be routine and just kind of whatever, like, in and out in a day, whatever. Um, But instead, it was like, hey, we got this taken care of, but it will come back it will be painful in your next cycle like this. We have to plan a hysterectomy next. And I was not ready. Like the fact that I thought I had bought at least a year and it was six months later that it was like catastrophic was, I don't even know. Like I, like you said before with your knee, it was like you hit a funk because you can't not like, there's no way you're not going to. And then I started planning and having to figure that out. Um, And so that was in July. But prior to that, I was really with a lot of things trying to make the best of a situation. So um, and I'm a big party planner and really enjoy, you know, events and such like that. So I planned a no baby shower. Had it even at an event space. I had a lot of friends that helped me out planning it. Uh, It was at a distillery, so there was, like, a signature cocktail. Like, everyone came. We had, like, I had a great playlist that was all, like, female empowerment artists and songs and all that. It was great because, you know, a lot of people have to celebrate, like, those celebratory things are so mainstream with it being getting married, having children. It was probably, like, the best thing I have done for myself in years. And it was a really big example of the growth that I've had in therapy with, like, asking for help. And also was just, like, the best night ever. Like, we had so much fun. And Erica was obviously there. And we just, like, had the best time. And it felt really good to be able to do that prior to my surgery. I agree. I mean, you had such a hard couple of, I mean, honestly, a hard past two years for people who really know, know. But just even these last couple months of you finding out in March to those few months going into your surgery, it was just like, oh my gosh, what can we do for you? What, what do you need? You know, it's just mm-hmm. overwhelming with all of the help that was flooding you too. It's, this was the perfect way to get that and see people before yeah. your surgery because healing of these oh my is gosh. hard. I mean, you use your, your ab muscles for everything. You, I mean, yeah. we don't have to go into detail, but it's just very difficult. And you, Obviously, you know this from me, but you've handled everything like a champ. I mean, it is a lot that you've been thrown at, um, or a lot has been thrown at you, and you've just been doing so good by staying as positive as you can, and I'm just glad that we're still here, we're still strong, um, but I'm proud of you for just getting through that, because that's difficult, and (sighs) a lot to go through. Yeah, it's been a lot, but, you know, I really, it was really helpful distraction to be able to, like, plan a party for those, you know, and then just have the last month prior to surgery to be like, okay, now we're preparing, but I haven't been panicking. I've been panicking about my party (laughs) and, you know, just being like trying to plan and all that kind of stuff being the stressor instead, which that's a fine stressor. And then it ended with a great party. So kind of worked itself out that way. Um, And, you know, this is obviously kind of like a personal, just like health thing, but Like Erica said, everything ties into adoption because it is a lifelong journey. And, you know, this is one thing where it's kind of a two-edged sword where we'll never get full medical history. Who knows if this was something that was in my family, but also 
what's a big, big factor that I think I didn't really even know existed until we started this podcast was the way that trauma affects your physical self. And that's something that I kind of want to work on more now that I am healing and actually in a better spot is just learning about that more so I can prevent those things from happening in the future. Because even if this, none of this was hereditary, it still happened. And I think a lot of it had to do with trauma. So uh, that was a lot, <laughs> just like a lot of weight that I was carrying. Um, aside from that, like I said, you know, big summer did a lot. I turned 30 this summer. So Woo-hoo! now that I'm without this horrible illness bringing me down, I'm 30, flirty and thriving. So we're killing it there. Uh, and also just with like this whole surgery thing, there's been a, you know, a couple life changes as well. I will be actually starting a new job next week. And I'm really excited about it. It's going back to more of what my actual interests are instead of having to be this kind of like consistent thing during an inconsistent time, you know, or unprecedented times, all those kinds of things. So <laughs> I, haven't said, <laughs> I haven't said that in a second. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited about that. It's really exciting. I think it's a, another really big step in my career and I'm really excited about it. And I think it's going to be a place that really supports me. And I'm just, with everything that's happened this summer, I'm really, in so many ways, starting fresh, starting a new chapter, and being able to move on and do something different. So I'm really excited about it. Yes. I'm excited for you. I'm super excited for you because uh, I just, I can't even explain it enough to you, but I am just super, super excited and proud of you. Oh, Erica, I'm proud of us. We've done so much and you've, you know, overcome a lot to be able to get into this comfortable space of, you know, of being yourself and, you know, being really strong in your job and then also getting engaged and being able to start that new chapter, which is really exciting. So three cheers to new chapters. We're doing big things. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yes. So I guess kind of going back to, you know, with where the podcast is, um, all of these things, as you guys just heard us talk about for the last 10 minutes is or longer, um, has just been, like Erica said, life getting in the way and life happening and things throwing a curveball. And, you know, I think with what we all said, it all makes kind of makes sense with where we're at. Um, so I guess kind of next thing we want to mention is just yeah, kind of just thinking back and reflecting on like what the hardest part about uh about the podcast and having a podcast is if you want to kind of start with that, Erica. Yeah. Um, I guess in the beginning it was not knowing what the heck goes into a podcast, what, how to edit, how to put out content, when is the best time to put out content. I mean, those are things we're still continually learning on how to stay consistent. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, staying consistent during challenging times. I think we have been, um, really trying to figure that out this year, uh, having this be a passion project and not our full-time job, even though we wish it could be. Um, it's mm-hmm. just hard to juggle and find days that make our, you know, make do with our schedules. Um, and like, lastly, I think another hard part for our podcast personally is just the vulnerability that comes with this because, you know, it is talking about really hard parts and traumas of our lives and just, you always have to be in the right headspace to go into these conversations because you never know what's going to come out of it, especially interviews. 
Um, we don't know oh what's going to be yeah. triggered on certain parts. So I think for us, it's not just the normal, you know, fun, chatty try, conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, without a subject, exactly. like a lot of podcasts are. Yeah, so I yeah. think that's the challenging part for me. Um, what about you? Uh, I think, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head with just, I mean, we were really winging it at the beginning. Like mm-hmm. I said, we started a podcast without knowing how to start a podcast. Like the amount of things I was Googling that I was like, how do I even Google this? I don't even know what I'm asking. And learning how to edit on the fly. Um, I've been doing a lot more design work with Canva and like, I'm, you know, really proud of the logo that I was able to create for us. And we just, we love it. And just being able to use those kinds of things. Um, I will say there has been a lot of growth, of course. And really also agreeing with what you said about just the traumas and the emotional toll this took. And I guess personally for me with where I was at with my medical stuff, it's like we tried so many times to get started and feel that motivation and feel that drive again. And I didn't know it really until the other day when we planned specifically today and the rest of this week that I would feel differently because this time I was just like, let's go. You know, I was just so excited. And I think that finally clicked because I don't have this other stuff weighing me down. And, you know, but that's also trying to find that sweet spot. Like I didn't Mm -hmm. know that I needed something different. I didn't know that I should have just been like, we just need to pause until I feel like we can do this again. I didn't know that. So it was just kind of unfortunate that we had to, you know, waste that time and effort. But at the same time, it was definitely a learning, learning curve. Um, I will also say uh, another challenge has just been like, I guess kind of some lack of support from people that I guess I thought would support more. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I think there's a lot to be said. (laughs) Erica's giving me snaps. (laughs) There's a lot to be said for people and their creative endeavors. And I guess to be completely transparent, because they're not hearing it anyway, I really thought that a lot more of my friends would be uh, listeners. And I do have a lot of, um, a lot of kind of just these random people in my life, like, uh, you know, a couple family members here and there. And one of my friends that I have a very interesting long distance relationship with that listens and wants to learn from us and does learn a lot. And she like live tweets it to me when she's listening to something. She's like, Oh my God, this quote. Oh my gosh. This. I and love it's just that. like the sweetest thing ever. I know. And it's because she comes from a really unique blended family and she's part of one now. And you know, there's just like a lot of that happening. So I will say that was kind of something that was a little disappointing. Um, just kind of from the beginning, I have kind of gotten past that where it's like, you know, it's not for them. <laughs> you know, it clearly it's kind of a bummer that that support is lacking. But at the same time, it's like, this is for our community. And I know the people that are in my community are listening because they want to and they, you know, learn a lot from us. So that was kind of just something that was surprising. But of course, there are victories and such I love that you brought that up because I think that is something that a lot of creators kind of lack just you think you'd have all your Mm -hmm. friends and family really support it fully and interested yes um I think that's what kind of sucks the most is the lack of interest Mm -hmm. and And it's funny because I'm like call it out but they're not listening (laughs) yeah oh and I think you've had that a little bit harder with just close people that you thought would really be in tune with it 
So I'm yeah. glad you said so, because um, that is a really important part to kind of just put out there for people who even might want to start a podcast or even start their own passion mm-hmm. of something. It's it's difficult, but the mm-hmm. right people and the people you want to support you will support you. Absolutely. And, you know, kind of leading into the next thing, like if we are still finding joy in what we do. Ah, that's an interesting question because it's kind of complex. Um, our, again, like our podcast is not like any other that I've listened to. You know, it's not just free-flowing. I mean, in, in certain aspects it is, but it's, again, very vulnerable to us, very personal to us and our traumas and the trauma of just uh, being an adoptee and what that is in a triad. It's very difficult and it's tough for them to face and it's, you know, something that's forever ongoing, but finding joy in this was connecting with all of the people in this community who are in the same Mm -hmm. boat as us. Um, You know, we're helping others who might be struggling in parts that we have either, you know, overcome or are still working through. We're able to bounce ideas off each other and just feel that support that I think we've lacked in this part of our lives. So that's mm-hmm. been great. I still find joy in doing this with you. I mean, we come off mm-hmm. of these podcasts majority of the time just at like an all-time high of just like, yes, this is why we started this. This is why we did this. You know, we feel so good. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. I think that especially, and I'm feeling a lot more of that today where before I was like, I worked out right before this, I made my coffee and I was like setting up my desk space being like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Like, and you and I were texting yesterday and like over the weekend and just making these plans and it felt like it used to. And that, wow, that was just like so exciting. And I think it was really hard for me for a while where I wasn't finding joy in it because I wasn't finding joy in anything. But that and also just like where we're at in that healing journey, I think is going to be really interesting moving forward because before we would get a lot off our chest and we would feel this euphoria right after where it would be like, Oh my gosh, this has been lifted. Oh my goodness. I've never Whereas said that now, before. Yeah. Yeah. I think now, and granted it was a lot to process. Like I would leave your house and cry the whole drive home because it was like, Oh my gosh, we let so much out. Like, and it was just, it was a really big weight that kept getting lifted week after week after week. Now I'm kind of curious to see moving forward what that, feeling is going to be I think it's going to be more of a euphoric like like just like the we helped someone today or we brought more light to this subject or we learned something today not like you know twist the knife you know hit you in the heart kind of situation where you're like okay that really hurt but that was also really healing like just kind of that complicated element you know so I think it's going to be a very different feeling and I do find a lot of joy in that and I find a lot of joy in the research that we do. I learn so much and I've learned so much and I'm starting to dive more into like the kind of social aspect of adoption. And I've said this time and time again, where adoption I think leads or uh, connects so many different elements of social change that needs to happen. And there's been a lot of that kind of stuff happening these days. And sure I've been has. reading more about Ooh. everything to learn about that kind of more on my own time and be able to contribute that to this. So I think there's going to be a lot more learning and broadening everything versus like that kind of tunnel. I don't know if tunnel vision is really the right word, but kind of what we had before, which is like 
healing, healing, healing. And where it's now own, it's like we can broaden our horizon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In our own path and our own journey. Now it's like, wait, this adoptee went through that. Like, what does that even mean? What is this business aspect of it that we don't even know about? Yes. You know, because we were infants, we were babies. We didn't know what went into the whole process of getting us and coming to America. And especially. Yeah, and especially with how that's changed our point of view on things. That, I think, has been mm-hmm. the biggest thing. You know, just kind of the most unexpected. I guess I didn't, like, go into this expecting to change my point of view on that kind of thing. Like, it was kind of just, like, we were pretty neutral, I okay. guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess, in conclusion, we're both still finding joy. <laughs> yes, definitely. And I guess uh, that jumps into our next question, too. Like, um, do you feel like you have completed the goal of starting the podcast? Uh, we get this question a couple times. Um, I I want to say yes and no uh, for myself. Like, originally starting this, it was to heal, right? You know, just for our own journey, mm-hmm. uh, to help ourselves. Yep. Being a resource. Yep, resource was huge and just connecting to others. And then we completed that goal week one. We were yeah, connected yeah. with someone who reached out to us from Florida and sent us an amazing message. And we're like, wow, we're already doing what we want to do. Like, that's yeah. insane. Uh, again, for us, it was never about like the amount of followers or if we got this or that. Like, we just did this for us. And so we definitely hit that goal. Um, but the reason I say no is because our goals keep changing. We keep growing. We keep understanding different aspects of the adoptee triad and just the community and business aspect of it all and other areas yeah. that we haven't even explored yet. Um, and we just have so many other goals and things we want to hit at some point that it'll be fun to just see, again, where we're going to go at, at this point now that we've done a lot of the healing aspect of this. Mm-hmm. I I agree with the yes and no, because I just remember the feeling and everything we had when we got that first message. Like, I think it was me sending you a screenshot, probably, because we weren't together when I got it, I don't think. And just like, oh my gosh, like, our name is far enough out there where this person found it just by doing a search. Like... That blew my mind with the way that those kinds of things can be, you know, reaching people. And that was just like such a cool accomplishment. So I definitely agree with that aspect. I think the no for me comes from, I don't feel like it's finished yet. It feels like we still have a lot to, like, it just feels like unfinished business, I guess, Mm -hmm. where it's just kind of like, we haven't found a conclusion. There isn't probably going to be a conclusion but at the same time it's like yeah just like like you said our goals constantly changing I think just because realizing where we're at in our healing journey and realizing what the adoption community needs from us and needs from people like us with having this voice and you know especially when it comes to you know the triad in like with adoptees and for so long the birth mothers or birth parents generally birth mothers and adoptive parents have had the strongest voice and adoptee the adoptee voice I think is not only the most important part of the triad but it's also the most silenced and 
the goal originally was to help myself and I was able to complete that portion of things where it's like, I've done a lot. It's obviously, obviously still growing and changing in certain times. There are certain triggers that come up that I'm like, Oh, this is related to this, but I wouldn't have been able to pinpoint that before. There's been so much more growth in that and having that self-awareness, which self-awareness is tough because sometimes you're like, why do I have to be self-aware? Why do I have to know why this hurts me? Like, this is awful. But at the same time, it's kind of still lets you like lead to that healing and lead to that conclusion and closure and things like that. So, you know, again, I think, yeah. And I think again, just adoptees have been the most silenced for such a long time. I think we as a whole as the community had to find a specific way to have a voice. And I really think like specifically podcasting has really brought a lot out and just kind of the way social media can reach so many people and the real and rawness of Mm -hmm. social media or how it can be and how people can create without having to have this like larger entity, like managing them or anything like that. It's just like free to do on your own. And I think that's kind of what adoptees needed where it's, a space that's comfortable to be vulnerable like it's their own safe space yes taking back our voices you know there's a lot Mm -hmm. of aspect in that of what we're trying to do um with our with ourselves again you know things that we're relearning or unlearning and having to change because it may have been incorrect um we're just taking that voice back and taking our power back in Mm -hmm. being an adoptee and I think that kind of goes into the rest of the year um you know I think Risa, you've said it already, but like we're starting fresh. We're starting over. You feel very hopeful for the rest of the year. We don't know yeah. what's yet to come. I mean, we have a couple episodes that we're going to drop the rest of this year. We're hoping maybe two or three, um, you know, nothing crazy. We're just getting back into it. But I think next year we're just going to continue to stay more focused. And we have a lot that we want to accomplish. A good trajectory, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Figure out what's best for us and our listeners to learn, you know, partially with what interests us. And I definitely want to learn more about, again, with the trauma and the psychology and the way that that affects your physical self and all that. I think that would be beneficial. And we have yet to do a really in-depth episode about mental health and mental illness when it comes to adoptees. And Um, We will be talking a little bit about, you know, Suicide Awareness Month in October, um, which I think will be really beneficial. There needs to be that, you know, that needs to be talked about a lot more, Mm -hmm. especially in the adopted community that hits us really hard. So we're definitely really excited about that. Uh, We have a lot of planning coming up that we're going to be able to do together and figure out what we want to do next. And I think we're both, you know, in a really cool spot in our lives and having this be part of that is you know, really exciting for us. Exactly. You know, we couldn't take on a lot this year, but the journey is a learning process and we're just going with the flow of what life gives us. And I'm looking really forward to continually connecting with everyone who listens to us, new listeners, old listeners, um, and just continually being a resource for everyone's voices who have been silenced. Absolutely. (sighs) Well, Thank you guys all for listening to us today. Um, We were so excited to get you guys kind of updated on things now that, you know, things have settled a little bit. So we're excited to keep going. Um, As always, you know, follow us on social media. 
You can find us at Colombian Influence on Instagram. Send us to anyone that is looking for a resource. And of course, our podcast, basically where our podcasts are. Um, check out our website, ColombianInfluence.com. And of course, like Erica mentioned with last season doing Primal Wound, that was huge for us. Um, really beneficial if the book itself is too daunting take it chapter by chapter with our discussions because I think that's a, it's a very digestible way of getting through that. So until next time. Later. Bye.